Welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, aka The Abundant Healer. I'm here to support the healers of the world, the coaches, the authors, the spiritual entrepreneurs, the spiritual teachers and mentors. I'm here to help you elevate your message, reach more people and receive abundantly in return. In this podcast, you can expect to receive wisdom, resources, meditations, and interviews that will help you gain inspiration, creativity, to really elevate the impact you have and how you can step into that receivership and power for the services you offer. I look forward to hearing how you find this episode, so please feel free to reach out, give feedback, and share on social media or with your friends and family. And don't forget to hit subscribe. I look forward to hearing from you on the other side. And I have got the gorgeous Marie with me today, and she is, well, let me hand over to her to give a little introduction about who she is and what she does. Over to you. Thank you so much, Holly. So I'm Marie. I'm the Mindset Coach and I work with women in business to help them break out their old stories and ways of being so they can step into their next level life. And that can look like increased confidence, clarity, tapping into that intuition and really just increasing their visibility, owning their magic, charging accordingly, all of that sort of beautiful stuff. And wow, as you're saying that, I'm thinking just how needed that work is, right? It really is. Yeah, I think especially as women, it seems to be something that we as a, you know, as a gender can really struggle with. But I would love to know what what was it that brought you into that world? How did you end up on this path? Oh, that's, I'll try and keep it pretty sure I tend to acknowledge my health journey as the beginning of the snowball if you like I was in the corporate world I only just actually came back to the corporate world I'd put a lot of weight on having lost a lot of weight through moving more and massive foodie so changing my diet was not an option (laughs) it was I just need to move but of course I had all the excuses I had no money no time no energy and no equipment. Um, And of course, it was until I wanted the other outcome more than I wanted my excuses that I found a way. And it was literally a decision, okay, I've got to find a way. Um, And then, of course, things started to appear, as they often do. And um, so when I said I couldn't wake up earlier, funny enough, I could. When I said I needed equipment, well, I didn't. And um, and I found the energy. And of course, the bad news is what they say is true. Exercise does give you more energy. It does give you a better mental attitude, all of that good stuff. Um, and then from there, I decided that I really did love my fitness. I decided that could actually be the answer to working for myself because I always knew that I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to work around my future family and I wanted to help other people. So I thought, oh, that's the answer. And then 
So I did all of the qualifications, personal training, kettlebells, exercise to dance, nutrition, all of that stuff. Um, turned out that I actually quite like learning, having actually decided long before that I didn't and I was no good at it. <laughs> it turns out when you're interested in something, you find learning a lot easier. <laughs> and I was getting better results. Um, and then I came up with the other problem of moving from a full-time job to a full-time self-employment, bringing in the same income. How was I going to make the switch? The hours were long. Uh, so there was this little bit of tension there. Um, and then the clients that I did have, they were flaky. They had all the same excuses, and um, which, of course, I could see was mindset stuff. I could relate to. I've been there. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is... This is not very, working very well. And then um, then you'd get pulled back into the corporate world for a bit, another promotion, another uh, bit more responsibility, that sort of thing. And then um, one of the programs that I did was called Insanity, which is by Sean T, which some people know because he did a lot of infomercials around the time that I actually did it. And that is under the umbrella of Beachbody, which was a health, and fitness company which was america and canada and it then came to the uk and um health coaching was something as a network marketing company that they brought across and i was like this is my answer <laughs> this is gonna break down all of the barriers i you know i don't have that time problem i can serve more people uh you know i'm knocking down their barriers as well and um turns out they came up with a load more barriers. <laughs> I had other mm. barriers as well um, around getting in front of people and some of the ways that they encourage you to do that. Um, so, yeah, that was a whole other journey. And then the corporate job, the new management came in and I'd just taken another promotion, which I also knew that I didn't want, but I went and took <laughs> it. Um, my boss left and they offered me his position as I said, I was pretty sure I didn't want it, but I felt a need to prove myself. I felt uh, that people would think I was stupid if I didn't, which they may well have done, but I also knew I didn't want to do it. And, um, and then they didn't replace me either. So I was doing my boss's job and my job. And the way I could just see the way the management was going, they wanted everyone to do, be able to do everyone's job rather than, people working to their strengths and and coming together as a team and I'd seen the evidence of this in our office we worked to everyone's strengths and we worked really well together in the other office they were all dog eat dog and um and of course they didn't pay me what I should have been paid yeah. so it came to the point where I went not doing it anymore done my time this is not going anywhere don't care what I do I'm just not doing this and um Thankfully, another colleague said to me, you should really like do this coaching thing, like a life coach or something. She'd seen my health coaching stuff that I was doing. And I was like, you know, you just get that feeling. It's like, mm. yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so I did a qualification pretty quickly after that. Um, but also we'd been trying for a baby for a while. So that was another reason I dragged that out and that wasn't happening. And then, of course, as soon as I gave up my job, we fell pregnant. <laughs> yeah. As often as the case, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, again, it was another, of course, 
the the stress or whatever you want to call it universe it wasn't it wasn't going to happen in that setting it was the push and um and it was also knowing that I could figure it out wow so how did it end up so you did the life coaching qualification and then and then this has led into what you're doing now with supporting Mm -hmm. women with their mindset yeah well it funny enough a lot of the clients that I had it, they were women in business and we ended up doing a lot of that stuff. I love that. I love the psychology around marketing. I love big ideas. I love people um, stepping into their potential. And I realized that this was basically how I've been forever. <laughs> I've always been talking to people about what they could do or maybe they should do this. So I've always had that sort of business mindset. I did actually do business studies at college and stuff as well. So I had a little bit of background in that. Also, my husband had his own business. So I'd spent a lot of time doing a lot of the stuff he didn't enjoy doing. Like I loved creating materials and I loved um, just learning about the power of words and asking questions and all of that sort of thing. And of course, that all was very complemented in the training that I did learning about beliefs and values and how that shows up. And um, so it was really sort of all came together beautifully. So when I actually was talking to another a woman, in, a woman in business that I'd done a bit of work with, she said, I really think of you more as a mindset coach. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was another <laughs> one of those that literally like rebranded within a couple of weeks after that. Um, and yeah. Here we are. Wow. And you make that journey sound like like quite a smooth one in comparison, I suppose, to others. Did it feel like that at the time? No, no, absolutely not. I, I loved the, the course and everything seemed to fall into place. But then um, 2020. <laughs> yeah. I had a five-month-old. I was ready to go back into work. Um, money was starting to go down because bear in mind it was really baby business um when we fell pregnant um so I was doing that through pregnancy which was uh, that's a whole nother thing wasn't I'm sure it wasn't the worst but it wasn't the easiest pregnancy either (laughs) I was really tired a lot of the time and then of course the fun of discovering how to build a business and the training that I did was training on life coaching. It wasn't training on marketing. And whilst I had an interest, it's marketing is something that's always changing, isn't it? It's like, it's just a different beast all the time. And it, you know, it's more than just posting on social media. Um, And whilst I love it, I also knew that what I was doing was in order to be around little man. So I didn't want to take away from that either. Um, so, yeah, 2020, there was no access to childcare, no access to additional support for us. Um, my husband's money went down as well because a lot of his is based around um, bonuses. So he's got a really low basic and then the bonuses. But, of course, that wasn't happening. Um, so all the money we'd been saving for our extension just disappeared. But I had to embrace that. Um, but it was that, again, it was an interesting story because I – was guilty of trying to take on the positive and sort of squash down any uncomfortable feelings around having, you know, that money that we'd worked hard for and remortgaged for and everything else to survive. 
Um, I also had very strong opinions around 2020 and how that was handled and how we talk about health and all of that sort of thing. Having had that background as well, like it seemed to me like everything we know around this subject was seemingly being ignored. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, So that was a whole nother head spin. I think whatever your beliefs or views around that, it was a head spin for everyone. And of course, you couldn't ignore it. It was, it ruled everybody's life. Like, even if you didn't want to talk about it, it's like, what else do you talk about? Like, no one's doing anything else. Um, It was a crazy time, wasn't it? When you look, I look back and I still think, did that really happen? You know, and like you say, people weren't talking about the right things. They weren't talking about their immune systems or any of that. It was, anyway, we could go down a rabbit hole with that one, couldn't we? But so what happened during that period then when you were, what did you decide to do about all of that? I had to just embrace it. There were a couple of people that were happy to work with Little Man in the background, but it got to the point where I felt like I wasn't doing either very well. Yeah. And so I had to shift my way of working. Now, whilst I know that I'm not, uh, I don't work best at night, I actually decided I would work in the evenings in order to um, be able to be there for little man. It was really important to me. Um, and I can't, re- I can't even remember. I don't know if I've blocked it out or what, but I can't remember how long it was until I could actually give little man to someone. But to be honest, I still had him next to me six days a week up until last, last year, last June. And it's amazing what you can do when you want to and we kind of had a bit of a conversation about this and my audience know that I've just you know started the journey of homeschooling but you know how have you managed that kind of work-life balance has there been because it's difficult right as women were expected to do a lot mm-hmm. and do it all perfectly <laughs> or we put that expectation on ourselves a lot of the time yeah, I mean, this is this is massive subject, Holly, isn't it? And one that I'm diving deeper and deeper into, um, you know, with regard to our history, whether that be around money, uh, around the family life. And of course, it's a massive subject that comes up in my world. It's, a, it's something that people really struggle with. Um, and who's to say what's right or wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> um what you how you value the time with your family and how I do might be very different but for me um working doing this work is really important I I growth is a massive um value of mine and I so I really have that urge to have an impact in the world I know deep down in my core there's there's that there so it's not something that I can ignore, but I also know that, you know, family is very important to me too. I know I want to be around for my little man and I love my dad. He very, very much proper daddy's girl, but he was not around because he was working. Mm-hmm. And I have very clear images of him sitting at the computer in his pajamas as I've gone, gone down to get breakfast and, um, to the sacrifice of health and yeah just quality of life you're like well are you living to work or are you working to live (laughs) like what are you doing um so it's an interesting thing to unravel to 
really dive into, okay, do you believe that you can have a successful business and still have that quality of life? It's an interesting one. A lot of people believe they'll have to sacrifice something in order to have something else. And is there, um, is there somewhere that's actually a good middle ground for you? And uh, there's plenty of evidence of people that do seemingly have that. But it's not a belief that a lot of women carry. You'll hear a lot of people have started their business to be around the family, to work it because childcare costs are ridiculous and so on and so forth. Um, or they've just accidentally stumbled into it or it's a side thing and they don't actually believe it could be their full-time thing, even though they're really passionate about it. Um, but for me, uh, I think that we are leading the way in um and how these things can be created and we're we're showing people that it is possible as far as i'm concerned that you can have a beautiful life you can get happiness in the moment wherever you're at you don't need xyz to be happy um as long as you know you're being true to yourself and what's important to you so you can go yeah okay that is meeting my values i want to go ahead with that and um despite what anyone else might think and I'm sure you've come across it with the homeschooling thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been, well, to be fair, my business, um, like you, it ticked a, a lot of boxes around my values, around working for myself and having my own business. And, you know, I was really passionate about helping people. But yeah, I did like the idea of being able, you know, I'd come from a very corporate background like yourself where I'd some days be leaving the house at five in the morning and not get back till seven eight o'clock at night and and I had two kids at that point and I can remember thinking this isn't this isn't what I want this isn't the life that I want my girls to see as normal I don't want them to feel like this is what they have to grow up and do um so I was really aware that I was role modeling to my children what it was to live a good life um but at the same time, I also wanted them to know, so my older two are girls. So at the same time, I also wanted them to know that, you know, women can do anything. You can do whatever you want to do. Don't be, don't buy into the stereotypes. You know, if, if you want to have a high flying career, go get that high flying career. So I was kind of torn between these two things of wanting to empower my girls, but at the same time, wanting to be their mum, right? Um, and yeah, that that was a big influence in me starting my business. And and like you were saying, I didn't think I particularly believed it would go anywhere. It was kind of a bit of a side hustle, something to do. Um, and it just went from growth to growth to growth. And yeah, now that's led to me actually, well, me and my husband making the decision to homeschool my youngest because we're in the privileged position to be able to do that. And I say that, but realistically, we've created that life. You know, that's not, and I think sometimes that's the thing that we forget, right, is it's all too easy, like you say, for us to have those excuses around, I haven't got the time, I haven't got the money, I haven't got the energy. I had none of those in the beginning. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um but I could see nothing was going to change unless I did something to change it. And like you say, sometimes you have to realise that the future you're creating is worse than the effort it's going to take to actually do something different. Um, 
Yeah. I think there's something super exciting about that, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> this is such a pivotal time, I believe. I believe that we're shining a light on the systems that are not working. And when we talk about the schooling system, it's really not that old. And it really does not work for a lot of kids. And and the health system, not very healthy. And it was, yeah, so we're starting to see where there's conflicts of interest and things that are not working. And I believe that we're going, hang on, we can build better. We can do better than this. And, um, and of course, our children are great motivations to do that. Um, but it starts with us. And I think there's been a lot of blame culture over the years, justifying this, that and the other, why you can't, instead of thinking why you must. And, of yeah. course, the beautiful thing about learning about the mind is you start to understand that it is why to keep you safe, that that's why we resist change a lot of the time. And and you can start to see, okay, well, that has served me in that way, but actually for where I want to go, I can change my mind and change my life. And I think when people realise that little voice in their head's not actually them <laughs> and they can actually impact their thoughts and their feelings, uh, then just that knowledge around that can really help how you approach whatever you want to take on. Don't you think it's interesting, though, because it's, it's something I've had a couple of conversations this week. And I think sometimes I forget that people don't know some of this. Do you know what I mean? Like things like your identity is just a construct. You know, the things that you tell yourself you can or can't do or you're allowed or, you know, you need permission for or whether that's conscious or subconscious. And the problem is, I think I've been in this world for so long that I just take it for granted that we all just know that. <laughs> and I think it's amazing that a lot of people are still living their life where they've put themselves in a little box and said, this is who I am. This is what I, I deserve. This is what I'm capable of. This is the life that I'm going to have because that's the labels or I've been told or someone's, you know, told me that's who I am what do you think we need to do to actually make this a wider conversation like it's something I've thought about a lot this is something that theoretically everyone should know right that we aren't just these labels that we give ourselves we aren't confined by the expectations of others we aren't confined by the expectations of society even you know um like in my case it felt quite liberating writing to the school saying, my son won't be back. <laughs> you know, that's quite like, well, yeah, I do have this choice. It was almost like I'd forgotten I had that choice. Um, it, well, it's amazing when I've talked about it, whilst we're not quite there yet, people are like, oh, you're allowed to do that? They literally what? don't know it's even a, a, a thing, <laughs> that there's even another option. And I think that that applies to a lot of subjects. Um, and it is fascinating. But on the other hand, of course, we kind of need those people to be like that in order to see it and, and start to start to change it. Um, and sometimes it could be really close to home. Like sometimes I'm, I'm, I look at my husband, I'm like, you're, you're married to a mindset coach. 
you and look at you being a negative Nelly. <laughs> um, it's uh, some of these things are really well ingrained, so they're not going to change overnight. You know, it could be 35, 40 years, 50 years of you having told yourself you're never going to be able to change, that you're clumsy, that you're bad at learning or whatever. Um, and until I think until you I mean, obviously, we can shout it from the rooftops. We've got to do our part. We need to show up, be visible and realize that if you've got that calling, you've got that thing in you, you need you, this is your time. <laughs> Step out. Your people need you. Um, so that's one aspect of it. But it's the awareness around it at first. Like, see it, shine a light on it, and only then can you really work from where you're at. A lot of people don't stop to ask themselves really important questions. A lot of people don't know what's important to them. They don't know what's happy. And I know that, obviously, through my work. But I was also one of those people yeah. I didn't have the space or the energy to go, hang on a second. That's one of the biggest blessings of 2020. It did force a lot of people to stop and reassess and go, hang on, do I really want to do this job? Do I really want to have this time away from family? What's important? Well, it was a bit of an eye opener, wasn't it? Just, you know, what, whatever your opinion on COVID, having that time as like I feel guilty saying this, but we had a great lockdown. <laughs> you know, we um we did a bit of homeschooling in the morning, afternoons were in the pool. I was like perhaps sat there with my laptop doing some work from home. I was like quite busy in my corporate job during lockdown, but I was working from home. Um and it just gave us a whole new perspective on what was possible and not only what was possible but almost like what life should be about do you know what I mean is where it all just felt a bit free and easy and you didn't have to worry about other people's judgment you weren't going to see anyone <laughs> so true uh, it sounds yeah. beautiful I'm, I'm well quite jealous not that you know we weren't too bad we have the space outside so we were in our gardens my husband was creating things building things and I had little man obviously but on the other hand, obviously the finance thing, and I spoke to my other friends and they were having a great time. They were doing shorter hours. They were not commuting all the time. They were having lunch breaks. <laughs> they were better off financially because they weren't doing the commute and all of that sort of thing. But what really blew my mind was they were oblivious to the other side of it. They didn't have a clue that people were losing their businesses and, and so on and so forth. And that but it was a real prime example of like, if, if your mind's not open to it, you don't see it. You see what's relevant to you, don't you? Mm. And that that was interesting during COVID was the different points that came out around that or the different perspectives around it all, which from my viewpoint seemed to really align to values. Do you know what I mean? So like keep the people where freedom was really important is there anything worse than being told what to do 24 seven and you know what you're allowed to where you're allowed to go and how long you're allowed to spend outside your house I mean that's like the worst nightmare for someone whose top value is freedom right well potentially unless they've cultivated a very good yeah. freedom mindset inside but then you know I, I saw 
particularly a different generation where it was well you do what you're told and you know you follow the guidance and you trust the people and it was interesting to see the different reactions that were going on at that time it was really fascinating particularly in my line of work and to be honest it made me go a little bit quiet for a while because it was like oh I really want to shout about this and the other but ooh. <laughs> and especially because I saw the censorship happening as well and I knew that it would things as well so it was a really interesting time but you know it was really clear to me one's got such a unique experience so yeah. that uniqueness around what do you think health is like and that's going to be um, dictated by your experience in the health system the people around you and their state of health and their well-being so that's all been formed over the years and so if you've had a really positive experience, maybe someone's saved your life or saved your baby's life, or your husband's life in, in the medical system, then you're probably going to have a very different attitude to someone that's had a poor experience and, and found health in natural medicine, for example. And so that, yeah, might be a little bit more sceptical, ask a few more questions. And that's certainly, I'd, I'd already started down that route before 2020 when I was pregnant my intuition seemed to just switch on almost overnight and I went down you know lots of interesting research routes husband thought I'd gone mad (laughs) um but that (laughs) that was just where I was at and I, I could just feel it I and that is something that I hadn't been that in tune with I'd been very much in my masculine very much in a a doing energy um and could take on the world sort of warrior archetype sort of thing. So not that I lost that, that sort of came in another, another route, but it was really interesting to witness it, have conversations about it. And I did have lots of conversations because I could see it from all of the angles and I could really, um, there was no wrong or right. Their truth was their truth. And who am I to say that that's wrong? As long as I'm clear on my truth and I can speak to that. Um, so yeah, it was really, really fascinating to speak to people. And I, early on, I was like, I think more people are scared of what their neighbours and their friends think than they are of COVID. A lot in my world anyway, there was a lot of my parents' friends that I talked to that, and they all agreed with me. Now I know there's obviously lots of other people that had very different experiences, but as far as I'm concerned, there was just questions. Like you ask more questions, you've got answers, you've got more questions from them that needed answering and a lot more that I think still need to be answered. But um, it's, I think that it's been a pivotal point that's taking us off in another trajectory to do what needs to be done, to build a new way of being. And there's a lot of people doing that and it's beautiful to see. I feel like we could talk about this topic for another two days. <laughs> Where should we go? Before we go? Yeah, before we go down that rabbit hole. So a question that I always ask my guests is, what was your journey into that whole visibility piece, putting yourself out there, owning your power, owning your gifts, and saying to people, this is me and this is what I'm doing? Wow, that's such a beautiful question. And I have actually sort of dived a little bit into this in in my content recently because I think about how I thought my business journey would be when I first started out and how it's actually been 
and it's nowhere near <laughs> that at all. But it's been the most beautiful way. The things that didn't work out have been the biggest blessings, as they often are, although they don't feel like it in the moment. Um, and the visibility piece is an interesting one because I, you can post a lot. You can be seen a lot. And I often got that early doors. Oh, I see your posts, see your posts. But the real change happened when it changed within me, when it was owning my, the uniqueness that I brought to it. Because let's get real, there's lots of people that offer similar services to what I do. But it was only when I recognised the magic in myself, I stepped into that that I and owned it, I could really talk about it in a in a powerful way that really made me visible to the people that I wanted to be visible to. Because, you know, you don't want everyone as a client, although you might think it. Um, not everyone's your people. And of course, until you have that clarity around who you are and who you want to work with, it's just not going to happen. How can you hang out in their places, talk to them in a way that's going to get their attention if you don't know yourself first? And as I say, it's a, it's a journey. It's never done. And as you grow, you kind of need to relook at these things. Um, and that's definitely something that I've been working a lot on. Identity piece. We touched on identity earlier. Um, and who are we without those labels? It's kind of actually an un unlayering it's a you know taking the peeling the onion away sort of who are we really at the core of us and um it's a beautiful journey and currently we're sort of diving into the history around women the gender the witch wound which i find a fascinating subject and when you start to dive into it it makes sense why we might not be showing up and speaking in a way that our male counterparts don't seemingly have a problem to do. It might, you know, that might be something to do with why you, you get that in your, in your throat and you can't just say what you think. You're walking around eggshells. It could be more to do with those, those wounds and something that we've brought up, um, been brought up with over the years. And I was actually talking to a friend like, my grandparents and how they dealt with money, my grandmothers in particular, and how they talked about money has absolutely influenced how I value money and what I tie into my worthiness. It's a really fascinating subject and one, again, I'm sure we could talk about. I know. I, I, yeah, I, I feel like we could go down the ancestral healing and, and the witch wound rabbit holes, but thank you so much. For joining us today for today's podcast really appreciate you coming along and spending the time with us so how do people get in touch with you if if they resonate with what you're offering if that sounds like just what they need how can they find out more about you yeah if you feel like you're holding back and not showing up in the way that you should be showing up or you just want to work on that self-belief that uh, the offer that you want to put out into the world. I have a variety of packages. The main offer at the moment is my one-to-one -one package. I've got a bespoke package, which includes 
the calls, but it also now includes Voxer coaching and access to my course, Mindset Mastery and Magic. Um, I've also got the voice note coaching as a standalone offer because some powerful stuff has been birthed through just being available in the moment. Someone go, ah, Ray, I need this. Oh, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, we've had literal pivots in business, memberships, memberships born, trauma revealed, all sorts of things. So that's a really powerful service that I'm promoting and has a particular special offer at the moment. Um, so you'll find me on socials, on Facebook and Instagram mainly, uh, at Marie Danes UK. And I also have the website, www.mariedanes.com. Thank you so much. And we'll put those links in the show notes so people can go check you out. Yeah, I ought to mention my free community as well. Almost forgot to. Mindset Mastery and Magic for women in business. So obviously Mindset Magic. We have guest speakers which come and share their magic regularly and uh, free coaching and all of that good stuff as well. So do come and join us if that sounds like it is something you'd like to learn more about. Lovely. Thank you, Holly. No, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be here again next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.